Welcome to Behind the Body, the ultimate podcast exploring all things health, fitness, and lifestyle for women of all ages. Join your hosts, Andrea and Anna, as they bring you expert insights, personal anecdotes, and practical tips to help you live your best life. Whether you're a fitness enthusiast or just starting out, Behind the Body has got you covered. So grab your headphones, turn up the volume, and let's dive in. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Behind the Body. Today, Anna and I are answering some of your questions around all things health, fitness, diet. We put a poll out on Instagram. So if you didn't see that, we will be posting another one. But thank you to those who did submit your questions because I think that nothing is more important than ensuring like that we're covering the topics that interest you and answering the questions, at least from our perspective, that you guys have. That's I'm it. so excited. Yeah, we're excited. I, I love it. Thank you so much. Everyone who just spent, uh, you know, the time and went there and sent the the question. We are so excited to... We got a bunch of them. Yeah. We got a bunch of questions and we actually just chose four because we didn't want to make this episode too long. But in future episodes, we'll be answering the other questions along with others that we get from our poll or from DMs or from our YouTube channel. So... We didn't prepare for these. Anna and I are just going to answer them honestly from our perspective. I think some things we'll probably agree on. Maybe some things we'll have a different take on. But nonetheless, here we go with our first question. Okay. So the first question comes from one of our viewers and it says, I've never been to the gym before. How do I get started? And why I think this is a great question is because the gym is quite overwhelming. And also, there are a million ways to get your workouts in, right? Whether that be like home workouts on a, from an app, on YouTube, you know, like other classes like Orange Theory or F45 or CrossFit, things like that, that I think people are accustomed to doing. But when you step foot into a gym, especially if it's your first time, or even if it's like a new gym, you're like, holy shit, what do I, what do I do? Where do I go? How do I start? And obviously you're a trainer. So your perspective will be very interesting and then I'll give mine, but let's, let's start with you. How do you suggest somebody get started if they are new to the gym? I think the first thing is you need to uh, see what your level. If you are coming from a sedentary life, you are not doing anything, you are overweight or you have in a special condition, you need to look for uh, some beginning exercise. So let's say you go to the gym. So I'm going to recommend you start doing some cardio, put yourself, use it to go, right? Because it is, as you said, can be overwhelming when you're walking in the gym and you see everyone working out, doing, using the machines. And if is that going to be your first time? It's that first the habit to go to the gym and do exercise, basic exercise, some cardio. And I highly recommend you look for a professional if you have no way, no knowledge. Uh, even it's not from the gym, but someone who's going to do your online coach. Or if you like haven't been uh, before and you kind of have some experience, go to YouTube watch some exercise, some videos, you know, get some knowledge so you're not going to get yourself hurt. 
because again if you never be in the gym not going try to do like leg you know it's what i, I see there the, at the same day the person do like leg workout back workout do cord do abs it's not a good way because first it's not right to do that second it's not sustainable you're gonna be so sore at the day after and two days later you're not gonna even see it because you're gonna overdo it so i recommend you start you know see your level you begin to do beginning exercise look for exercise for beginners if you're like okay i have you know done before a few years ago you can you know like put yourself first to work out and then start you know make some challenge knowledge is freedom so Find the best way for yourself and get some knowledge so you're not going to get overwhelmed because otherwise you're going to feel lost and the chance you not come back is huge. Most of the people don't come back because of that. They go there and they overwhelm. The, the, they feel like, okay, that is not for me and they leave. So I recommend the first step is see your level and, you know, go for knowledge. Have some plans, some strategies so you can feel like you're doing something right and you're going to be safe and you're going to get results. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with all of that. And I, I do have like a slightly different perspective, just as I'm like reflecting on, okay, when I was new to the gym, like, what did I do? And I love the idea about creating a plan. And I, I know when I first went to the gym, even when I first went to our gym, I walked in and I was like, what do I do here? I had been working out at home in my home gym for a long time. And it's been a long time since I've been in the gym. And so one thing that I did was ask the front desk to take me on a tour around the gym so I can understand like where all the machines are. Like, okay, if I want to do legs, here's where the majority of the leg machines sit, back, shoulder, et cetera, right? So that was really helpful. So I wasn't as overwhelmed. I could say, okay, at least I know where to go if all else fails, right? I think if you're new to the gym, it is really important to have a plan prior to step in. So what do you want to do? Do you want to build your overall muscle tone? Do you want to work on your glutes or your legs or your shoulders? Uh, like, wh What is it that you want to accomplish? Do you want to just burn calories? But there are a number of different ways that you can research that one being like on YouTube. So, you know, before I even like thought about getting a trainer or any of that, I would just say like, okay, YouTube, like shoulder workout, what are some exercises I can do for shoulder and then I would do that the night, you know, make that plan the night before for the next day when I go to the gym and I would find that section of the gym where I can do those exercises. And another thing I felt like was really effective when I was there exercising was looking at what the people around me are doing. And I actually still do that. I still look around to see like, oh, that's how they're using that machine. And I can sort of like work out in my head what muscle that they're trying to work with that. And get some ideas. And I'm so peak about, I always say about uh, go for asking for help because in Brazil, we have a totally different culture about this. You don't go to this gym and see what we see here. It's so... It, it it is terrible. You the mean form, with people's forms and techniques? Yes. Yeah. In Brazil, it's different. Now the gym has people who work for the gym. And they are teachers. So they are not a trainers, but they do your workout plan for the month. They know 
in your site, but they teach you how to do it. It's a, we it's don't a, do that it's here. a, it's a, it's a terrible. Yeah. What I see is people doing exercise with a wrong form, and it's why I'm not trying to promote the trainer service over here. Is not my point. I think that there is a lot of value to having a trainer, of course, but the majority of people aren't going to get a yeah, trainer. They just they, want to hop in the gym whenever they, they can. But they're also not going to watch the video. They're also not going to get a good form. They're also going to get injurious. You can lose your movements by to do something wrong at the gym. Of course. And it's why I always recommend at the top, especially for a beginning, because what I see is people doing even lateral rise for shoulders wrong. And you're not active in the, the, the muscle. You're losing time. And again, of course, sometimes you cannot afford. So do what she did, but 10% do what you did. It's not even that maybe people can't afford it, but like some people just want to hop in the gym without having an appointment. Some people just want to go get it done whenever they can. It's not always convenient to have a trainer. But it has, has a wine coat, you know, has someone who can help you. You're going to send videos for your coat. You're going to see your form. And I'm telling you that, babe, because I see... You are 10% of people who could do so long by yourself and you can still do it. But look at how many things we need to improve in your form and your body was already used to doing the other way. Exactly because you have done so long by yourself. And I did. I did my whole prep with online codes. But at least I had someone over there watching my form, even in videos sometimes. Yeah. And I say that it's just because I really worry about it, how sometimes I see things can happen. And guys, go to the gym. It's very important, but you need to be careful, okay? Or yeah. you can get injuries. So I think that we both agree that you set a plan. So what are your goals that you're trying to accomplish in the gym? There's a lot of research that you can do to learn the exercises, learn the form, whether that be a trainer, YouTube, an online coach, uh, app, you know, different ways to perfect your technique and form to have the front desk walk you through and then start to do some exercises on your own, which you feel comfortable with, maybe that you've had experience with, or you feel like are within your level, watch people around you and see how they're using certain machines. And the more you go, the more accustomed that you'll get to the gym and to the exercises and to the equipment and the more you'll feel comfortable, but also know like everyone starts out not knowing what to do. Like I just said, when I joined the current gym that I go to, I walked in and I was like, what do I do? And it everybody is like that. I felt the same. Yeah. And now even when I see people at the gym that are kind of like looking around, like they're like they're kind of lost, I always say something to try to help them. Like, can I help you find something? Or what are you looking for? Yeah. And everybody's been there. So don't feel self-conscious, right? Like, and just know nobody cares about <laughs> what you're doing at the gym. Everybody cares about themselves. Yeah, you, you should be so focused on your work that you couldn't even, you know, look to that. But yeah. I think it, it's it's a good. It's you, yeah. Have your plan, and everything gonna come. Go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just go. Okay, let's move on to question number two. This question says: When I'm actively going to the gym, how often should I rest? And can you explain the importance of rest? I like this question. I think it's great. I think that we should tackle this question in two parts. Like, how many rest days should I be taking? And also, I think we should talk about how much rest you should be taking in between sets while you're at the gym. I want to say first that both of us, we are a bodybuilder. I mean, I'm retired, but we have this background that maybe for you is going to be 
like a little bit a lot but honestly a little bit a lot yeah because we <laughs> we work out five six days a week easily we yeah and it's hard when i need to give you like a day off you're like no I'm but we need it and we recognize yeah. it in each other so i think it's important that is the thing for me i need you need to listen your body i think that is very important very very important because yes your muscle need to rest that means that you cannot work out every day the same muscle. You need to give at least 24 hours or more. Like the ideal is two days, you know, 48 hours to rest so they can grow. How the muscle grow? The muscle grow when they are recovering. They don't grow when you're doing the rep. You broken the fibers there. When you go home and you eat and you rest your body is recovering the fibers that you just broke at the workout and it's why you need the time otherwise you're going to be broken 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 and your muscle not going to have time enough to recover and the way to grow so i recommend you always uh, have it again the bodybuilder uh, background we have one day for back one day for shoulders one day uh, for Andrea, let's say she has she work out three times a week her lower body, but we have a very good strategy to make her not overdo it. It's the same for her upper body. So now she does five days right and rest today, but she still be active on those two days. That means that she does cardio, she walks around a lot, but she gave her body a rest, right? But sometimes she needs like a longer break, not in prep. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I want a longer break. I don't get it. Uh, no, but I think that rest is so important, not just your off days, but your sleep, right? It's just very, very important for recovery. But I do think that there are different levels of fitness that require different levels of, you know, rest. Like for example, if you're new to working out, if you if you're growing new muscle, you probably need more rest than somebody who's a more advanced lifter because your your muscles are new because they're it's more strenuous on your body to build new muscle. And so you might feel like you're a little bit more fatigued. Um and it's going to be hard to work out like two days later, you know, so yeah, sometimes because if you are not prepared for a good workout, you shouldn't do it. Right, exactly. But for somebody like me, when I go in and I work out with Anna who kills me on a Monday on a Monday morning by Wednesday. So two days later, I'm ready to do lower body again, not because my body is sore. My body is tired, but just because I have more experience with heavy lifts, more experience with like knowing how my body feels that I know I can go two days later and push it. And also she has a very, very good body muscle mind connection. That means we can, that way uh, isolate a lot the muscle so that we are work on and that is something that we need to say because it is what make you different than most of the people you know most people i'm gonna say like no may you should have monday and fridays you know because it is hard you need to rest a little bit more your muscle 
But Andrea has the ability to, you know, work out her glutes and feel the glutes, not feel the hams or the quads because that happened. And it's why we found my clients. I try to teach and to help them to get it to the level because that makes better results. I think you're, I think that's actually really true. And when you're, if you put that in the sense of like, let's say I'm going to do shoulders one day and I'm going to do back the next day or yeah, back the next day. If you're not really having that mind muscle connection in your shoulder workout, you're going to recruit other muscles in your upper body, right? Exactly. Your biceps and just, you know, maybe your lats. And so if you don't have that strong muscle mind connection in your shoulder workout, when you get to your back workout the following day, you're muscles could be fatigued already. Your biceps could be fatigued. Your lats could be fatigued and you're not feeling, you know, you're not optimizing that time or feeling well rested and maybe strong as you normally would in that workout. And I think, I really think before anybody thinks about to go heavy, they should uh, thinking about to have a better mind and muscle connection because doesn't matter how heavy you go if you're not working properly the muscle if you're power lift is other thing but if you are trying to build in a muscle and it's why you are going heavy you first building that connection you first understand how this happened and then you make this step to increase the weight because it's why I like to ask you guys, you feeling here where you feel when you do, because that is very important. And I think a great point or a great example of this is when we did a couple upper body sessions together, back sessions, and I was working at that time on building my lats and my technique wasn't great. I was going heavier, but I was recruiting a lot of my biceps, which was not my point. And I don't, I didn't want my biceps to grow. So you at that point taught me how to really have mind muscle connection. Well, you do all the time with glutes, but you taught me in that instance, how to have better mind muscle connection with my lats, which may be a little bit more harder of a muscle to fill, but what I, what it should be feeling like. And then what occurred to me is like, I don't need to go as heavy. I'm, I'm going heavy, but I'm recruiting all these other muscles that aren't my intention. And it's making my workouts less effective for my goal. Right? So when we're talking about mind muscle connection, for those of you who may not know, or may want to know how to get that, it's what's your intention for the exercise. And it's really trying to recruit those muscles in your form in each rep and thinking about like, okay, am I feeling it in that intended space and in that intended muscle? And if you're not, then adjusting your technique, adjusting your form, adjusting the weight, usually maybe going down a little bit or or even maybe going up, but to make sure that you're feeling it in that specific desired location. And I want to say the question was about breast, but uh, what do we want to hear is to bring the information. So sometimes one thing is going to bring another topic and I hope you guys are enjoying and is, you know, following us because it is important because when we answer this kind of question, it's depend. It's not just black and white, one, you know, one straight answer. You should rest, you should work out your days and rest one can be an, an alternative. You should do like five days and rest two could be a good one for you. So it's 
depend and is everything is going to depend your level if you are at the beginning if you are already in advance you are prepped for a show did you get enough sleep the night before how was your you know there are so many things i think to consider so many factors but i think a good rule of thumb is to get to know your body listen to your body because it's going to give you some cues as to whether or not it's ready and prepared to take you through your next workout or if you need another rest day. And it's hard to really put that into words, what that feeling feels like. But you know, if your body is just tired and you're like, I just cannot see myself going through this next workout, then give yourself an extra day to rest because it's not going to hurt. It's not going to hurt you to rest extra unless that becomes a habit and you just fall off working out altogether yeah, but that can that cannot be an excuse at all but also don't go and take out the pre-workout and everything and you know it's just you're gonna be cam on a health cycle wait you're saying don't take pre-workout no i mean you should take if you take i'm not against about it but let's say you're very tired and you want to do it oh. and you overtake if your body's tired, you're tell your body's telling you you're tired. Don't go and take some pre workout to push through it. Give yeah. yourself the rest. rest. Yeah. Otherwise, the other day gonna be the same, and you're gonna see yourself in a cycle that it has not end, and you're never gonna feel able again to have a good workout in because you are exhausted. I guess generally we can agree two days a week off is a good rest time in general for the majority of people. Yeah. It, it, even you're gonna do two days in rest one. Or if you're going to rest in the weekend because, you know, you you have like other things to do in your life. And also you want to yeah. like, you know, use the rest and don't overdo it at the gym. So rest is important physically and mental. Otherwise, totally. you start to go crazy. And when you're talking about the rest between the sets that I think it's it's is a very good point too. Also depend how you feel. Mm-hmm. Let's say you are doing an exercise, a hip thrust, like Andrea, very heavy with a lot of weight. She's going to need more time to recover. And it's what you need to feel in your body. It's heavy. Your muscle needs more than a minute to recover. Are you ready to do a good set? It is the time. But don't overdo it. Please. It's very easy to overdo the rest time. In fact, I would bet that most of us take way more rest than we need when we're working out with our well, with ourselves or even sometimes with the trainer, with the exception of you. Yeah, I don't do it even on myself. I put the timer. Well, and I think that this is a great tip. So two things that I consider when I am to determine how much rest I need in between sets. The first one is my heart rate. I put a lot of emphasis and focus on my heart rate because my heart rate goes up really high. And I just like, that's a piece of, <laughs> and sometimes I'm like, I'm borderline dying, I think, but like, it's a, mine is already dead. <laughs> not going high, not even when I'm running. I know and mine goes so high, but I in particular like that piece of data. So I like to know what zones I'm working in always. So I track my heart rate. So if my heart rate's like in the one forties or fifties, or even in the thirties, I wait for it to come down 
for me, it's like in the 120s or below and I feel comfortable to do the next rep. Why? Because I want to make sure that my heart rate is low enough where I can give another 110% to my next set. You know, I don't want to feel like I'm pushing myself where my heart, my heart rate is so high and my reps are not as good, you know, not as strong. And your muscle is not resting off and they cannot take it and you're gonna, you know, you're gonna miss good parts of the workout. So if you're going heavy, give yourself a longer break. Also, that is gonna be different for my heart doesn't go high. <laughs> I go like I put like 12, 14 plates on the leg press, then like 145. Like, come on, <laughs> I need to burn. <laughs> and well, that's okay. I'm, you know, I'm very good at um, conditioning, right? And also, it, it is different, just different for me. Tennis for Andrea, tennis for probably for you. So, yes, I think it's the safe and better way is feel your body. Do you think you can do the next rep? Good, do it. But please don't go for your cell phone. Don't go for social media. That is a dopamine that you get immediately when you open your cell phone. And then it's going to be hard to get back to focus on your workout because that is going to be more interesting than finish your set. So don't do it. Don't do it. I just literally cannot. I just do not use your cell phone at the gym. And don't get me wrong. I pull mine out every now and then. I'm checking something, but it's very rare. And I don't even answer my phone 90% of the time when I'm at the gym, some exceptions, but it's my off time to the world. You owe yourself the hour to disconnect from yeah. all your text messages, from your phone calls, from your emails, and from social media. Focus on yourself and what you have in front of you. My clients know better. No cell phone allowed. I don't use it myself. And if you are at the gym working out using the machine is in your phone you better <laughs> you better get off that machine you better go for another place because we don't do there is there the second thing i was going to mention which is what you taught me such a good habit is to um time myself in between sets so i put the timer on my apple watch and i will give myself if it's a hard set you know, I'll give myself like a minute in between. If I it's not, that. you know, if it's something I can do like fairly easily, like a, let's say I'm doing like shoulder lateral raises, 30 seconds. And yes. don't get me wrong. I am guilty of taking, you know, time and looking around and talking and like whatever, changing the song on my, you know, on my AirPods, but get it done. You want to, you want it to be challenging. You want your muscles to be tired and fatigued. I think that listen to your body and the best way you can listen to your body is by not being distracted by your cell phone. Yes. Okay. Oh, and I wanted to make one point about the days off because I think we talked a lot about what the optimal time rest time is, but I think it's worth it to note you can overwork yourself very easily. And I do feel like there's a segment of women of us who just want to like go at a hundred percent every day of the week, you know, with weights and with cardio and like all this stuff, but like your body will be run down and it will stop working optimally, right? Like your muscles will feel, feel fatigued, your recovery will be subpar, and you're just going to be pushing through this pain because mentally you're strong, mentally you want to work out, 
mentally you want to keep going, but you need to listen to your body because there is a point of diminishing returns. Meaning if you overwork your body so much, the results are going to start decreasing. You're not going to see that the results that you're actually looking and working so hard for. Uh We do see women who just like go, 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 go. Yeah. And normally are, you know, always want to look better and get better and look skinnier. And no, it's a lifestyle needs to be sustainable. And it's why you need to have your body function for the other things. We not even we love the gym is not like, you know, everything that we have in life. So yeah, yeah. I agree yeah. 100%. And I'm there too sometimes when I'm like, uh, every I could day work I need out. to kick the out. Well, even on Saturday, I'm like, Saturday, I'm like, uh, well, I could go to the gym because like we have some time, but I'm like, no, my body needs to rest. And so does my mind. I need to like invest my time and energy into something yeah. else for the sake of, you know. She finished the workout. So like, what can I do more? So like, go home. I know. There is a certain <laughs> thing of addiction with working out. Um, even though my husband and I just got in an argument today because he said I was addicted to working out. And I said, don't you call me. I'm, I don't know if I'm addicted. I totally, like, <laughs> I totally said, don't ever say that to me again. And then here we are. I'm like, oh, <laughs> but don't tell him when he comes up. Okay, moving on to the next question. And this is, well, it's not a question more than like a request, but please talk about steroids. And I'd like to start because I think that I don't know who out there listening or watching us is like me. But up until recently, I was very naive to the fact that anybody was taking any performance enhancing drugs. I considered steroid use like, I don't know, some injection that like huge bodybuilders do in order to attain that muscularity that you need to compete. What I've learned since is that it is so prevalent within the workout community, not just with competitors, but with anybody that's not anybody, with people that are trying to get into shape. And I also thought steroids was like this injection, but I, and that's the question, talk about steroids. But what I've since also learned is that there are a plethora of performance enhancing drugs that people are consuming or injecting that are helping them reach their goals, their physique goals, whatever that may be, right? Muscle building or fat loss or combination or whatever. So I was so naive to it. In the competing world, it's very prevalent as well. And so that's where I've like learned kind of what it is to a certain degree, sort of what some of the drugs are that people are taking. But anyway, uh, you know more because you've been in this industry for so long. But And also in Brazil, it's very, very common. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't even need to be a bodybuilder to, to take some. I have done 18 competitions as bikini and all my competition, I was natural. First, I have a lot of muscle maturity already when I start to compete. And my case always was to drop my muscles. So wasn't the case. Second, I didn't have money to afford even my vitamins. They're very expensive. Very drugs. expensive. And third, my coach was 100%, you know, food and exercise. He didn't have the knowledge. I don't have the knowledge. I didn't have the money. And back to the days here, bikini wasn't the way that is now. So meaning in today's bikini competitive world in bodybuilding, it's very muscular and very lean. And it's really hard to achieve those two things at once. Yeah. So I didn't have depression when I was athlete. And now I don't have the point. 
look my voice. If I take something, <laughs> you guys gonna think that that I'm a, I'm a guy, you know? <laughs> well, I'm a lady. And because with some of these drugs, you get viralization. You get some yeah. of the. If you were to look at a bodybuilding competitor, a female bodybuilding competitor, I think sometimes you're like, oh, they look a little masculine, you know, with masculine features, masculine voice. If you're listening to them talk, and a lot of that is because yeah, no. of the side effects of these drugs. Yes, of course, it's a different. I'm joking about my voice, but yeah, the voice is gonna be something gonna be very weird but uh, for me it was about everything you know I just didn't see myself and now it's what the point right I'm a trainer for me it's about lifestyle I'm already 38 years old and I think it's what I what I want my message today when I'm gonna talk about steroids I'm not gonna be against or I'm not gonna support because first I have no knowledge for that. What I know it's you need to be careful because every drug has a side effect. That means you need to understand what can happen to yourself and see if you are you are okay about to see yourself change in that way. That I think is the first thing that you should ask yourself. If my hair fall and if my voice change, if I look like more muscular, you need to ask yourself if you're going to be okay with the change because it's going to be there forever. And I think if I can just interject, some coaches, whether it be a bodybuilding coach or a lifestyle coach or a trainer, if somebody's telling you, here's a safe dosage or here's what you can take to achieve your results, these people are not medical experts and these drugs are not legal and or indicated for why they would be prescribed to somebody who wants to take them off label. And so that you're, was, yeah. you're, you're no matter what at some sort of risk, even if somebody's telling you it's okay or it's safe or if we just do this much for this amount of time. That was the second point in my opinion. Oh, that sorry. Is very, no, no, no. <laughs> that it's good because we are connected. If you're going to do it, Doing the safe way, you know, we have now very good doctors that work with hormones. Go check yourself, go, go see it. Have some divisions in bodybuilder that, yeah, it, you you have no way to go natural. But uh, Andrea is doing like a natural and, you know, she knows that uh, has the benefit and there's, has the points that is gonna, not going to be, not going to help in her, but... She does, she make the decision, you know, and she's happy with the decision, I think is the most important. But if you are, you know, looking for do something like that, I recommend you go to see a doctor. I recommend because any of those bodybuilders are doing crazy stuff by the, they have like the whole support and who doesn't are dying. What I see right now, it's a lot of abuse, drug abuse, it, people who don't have who doesn't have a knowledge prescribe for the clients for other people and them boom that can cost your life that can cost your build that can cost your dream because you didn't care enough about yourself to go for information because at the end of the day doesn't matter who gonna recommend it's your fault if you do something that are gonna affect your negativity because you didn't go for information. Knowledge is freedom. So if what I want to say about steroids is 
do your diet first. Yes. I don't recommend even fat burner to my clients, to be honestly. When they come to ask me, like, do you have anything that I can take to help? Like, yeah. Do the work. Take the decision that you want to look better, that you want to do better. Because I took for so many years when I was athlete. Fat, and I, fat burner. Fat burner. Mm-hmm. So I took fat burner for so many years when I was competing. And I don't take anymore. And guess what? My performance is still good, you know? You got to the point that I don't even work it anymore because you are taking. If you don't do your diet, if you don't do your cardio, doesn't matter your, what you take. You can take steroids. You can take the whole supplement that they're not going to work. So steroids, it is something that you need to be careful with. If you are thinking about to do it, definitely have help for a professional and make the decision based in everything, the side effects, what they can bring you, you know, because sometimes I see like girls like not even do the diet, taking the shit. And the side effects so often are irreversible and also, I think that the one thing that I encourage people to consider is like, what happens afterwards? You are not going to be taking these drugs forever because of the side effects, because you will end up, you know, with severe medical conditions or death. But in by the, the, the time you're going to be already addicted on the drug because your performance is better when you are taking it, your results are faster. And you just get like, okay, you can come from like, wow, to like, wow, when you are not in the sickle. And for me, Anna, in particular, for all my clients, if the ones that is competing, I want to see a long health life to them. So size, I don't know about it. I'm not a, a doctor or I didn't have many, many years studying about it, hormones and see what you need or what you should take. I prefer to be like on the old school, like workout and food. Exactly. Well, and with that, you build the habits and you build the stamina and you build the long-term commitment to your own health and fitness. Because again, when you are off the drugs, and even I think the same thing with people who take Ozempic, you know, when you're done taking it, it, what happens? You haven't developed any healthy habits or you haven't developed any discipline to changing your lifestyle when you're off that drug, because eventually you will be, because there are side effects, like you said, with every single drug that would make it virtually impossible or difficult to stay on long-term for life, you'll revert back to your old habits and you'll probably rebound, gain more weight, feel terrible for the psychological and neurological effects of getting off those drugs. And then, you know, and then what? And and all for what? Right? Like for what? What a point if you, everything that you're doing at the gym is building your confidence, your self-love, make yourself better so you can love better yourself. If at the end of the day, that is going to be a temporary, you it's, know. It's, it's really alluring to have a quick fix. It's really alluring to have these results of your body and you're like, wow, right? But I would argue it's even more rewarding to do it without anything and yeah. in the confidence that you build and the discipline and all these things that come from 
you know, digging deep within and being patient to wait for those results, you know, is it's hard to replace that. Yeah. And again, uh, we are not against or we are not favor. I just think you should be careful. Yeah. First, with who recommends. Second, do your it, research. Yes. Go for a professional and make sure if you are going to the way that you are, you know, doing at the best way. Honestly, no, I don't think if you are not like an a bodybuilder, very competitive level, or you know, um, you are not on the division that you need to have a lot of muscles. Muscles, no, I don't think you need it. But again, that is only my opinion. I'm not against. I just think you should. That is something that you should. Thinking about it carefully, research you know? and seek seek professional help. Yeah, I agree. I and I would also agree. I'm not for it or against it to each their own, but just do your research. Um, okay, the last question that we have is a good one because this is something that you and I can definitely identify with, and I think most people can. Can you give us advice on how to deal with family? and friends who do not eat healthy. Don't be friends of them anymore and quit the relationship <laughs> with your family. <laughs> I'm joking, okay? <laughs> but it's a tough one that we all experience because, of course, not everybody's going to follow the same dietary habits or have the same goals or restrictions. or. And know. unfortunately, when you decide to do something big and hard for yourself, Something that people, most people want to do and not do it. You're going to lose some friends because it's what happened. Uh, you change your habits. It is hard to catch up with them, especially because socialize means a table with food and drinks, you know, and that that is the most dangerous thing because you're talking and eating and drink in your brain not even realize that you're full already. So it's so easy to you go out of the way that you choose for yourself. But yeah, you make your choice, your family, your friends make their choice and you still want to, you know, have a good time with them. What I do is first, I try to do things that it's not related with eat and drink. All my friends, when they came from Brazil, the first thing that I do is a membership at the gym. You want to hang out with me? You're going to work out with me at the gym. Because I'm there the whole day. My free time, what I do, working out. And it's the way that I have. Of course, I'm going to open some a session and go out and have a dinner. But I think it is to find the way to socialize with them without necessarily be drinking and party and, uh, you know, bring them to your new world. And when you are with them, you don't need to drink and eat because everyone else is doing it. Remember that you have a goal and that's okay if your partner have uh, has a different goal because we came to do these words separately. We have a different goals and uh, you need to do what is important to you. And you cannot be like on the situation that what your partner do is going to affect it, what you do. If you have a goal, it's not because you're uh, Andrea. She's on prep. 
Okay, Adam loves chocolate. It's not because Adam's gonna have his chocolate every night that you're gonna shit on your diet or that you're gonna get a divorce because like if you're not eat fish with me, it's not the way that a life right. happened. But Adam is going to the gym, is going for a walk with you. The same way that you bring your food for the restaurant to be with him when it's important for him. I think uh, the best way to handle family and friends, it is find an alternative to hang out with them. But also be strong enough on your goals to be able to not do something because they are doing. So it's kind of you don't judge them, they don't judge you. And... You know, the good ones is going to stay in your life. The ones that it was only there because the party or the good times, they're going to leave and that's okay. Yeah, I think that um, I have a lot of experience with this because I've been in prep for <laughs> the, <Ever. laughs> the last three years. And um, and also I went, I went plant-based. So a lot of, of course, like you mentioned, my social time was re revolved around dinners, you know, at friends' houses or at my our house or out at restaurants and definitely a lot of drinks. And I really did a 180 in the way that I eat and the way that I drink or not drink now. And I, I mean, I think that what I noticed was that there's going there are going to be family members and friends that have a lot of comments about your new habits or your goals and th the way that you want to eat healthy. For some reason, that's always so much more of a talking point rather than how unhealthy people eat. People will always want to acknowledge like, oh, you're, you know, oh, well, you're eating a salad. You're eating healthy today. Like, you know, it's always like this sort of negative connotation. But you know why that happened, right? Well, it's automatically. It's because when you see the other person doing what you don't feel able to do it, that is the first way to like... A defense mechanism. Yes. I agree. And so there's always going to be those comments, right? And that just comes with, you just have to accept that that's going to come with it. And I don't think that these people necessarily are malintended or, you know, meaning to disregard like your, you know, strong willpower to eat healthy or to be prepared or to not want to eat certain things. It's just going to be the way it is. But I think that the people who care about you will ultimately un start to understand or if not understand, accept your goals and your and respect and respect and your goals and, and the path that you're on and the decisions that you make to be a little bit healthier. And that's great. And those comments in my experience come less and less over time. And so I went from getting a lot of feedback from my friends and family about turning plant-based. And then I get a lot of feedback about how healthy I need to be for my competition prep and all of this stuff. And then I get a lot of comments about bringing my own food, but those become less and less and less. And what I've accepted now was that the people that I really love and care about and who really love and care about me don't say anything. But along that pathway, I've weeded out the people who had a lot to say and maybe weren't as close to me, right? So I think that that just, you know, when you have certain goals that you're working really hard towards, your circle probably gets a little bit smaller just by nature. And that's okay too. But I think that from somebody who brings my food with me, 90% of the time I go out to eat, 
that's fine. I bring my food with me to restaurants. I bring my food with me to people's houses when I come over for dinner. I let them know in advance. I, so I'm not rude, but nobody cares. Nobody cares. And I get to eat my food and they get to eat whatever they want. And we all have a harmonious, nice outing together and nobody cares about what the other person is doing. And we still very much enjoy the company. Now, I wish I could have a couple glasses of wine, but that's, <laughs> no. that's another story. But you just accept it. And so do they. And it becomes easier and easier and easier. And the more convicted you are towards your goal and towards eating healthy, either ordering or bringing your own food, you know, the the more experience you have with that, the easier it's going to be. And what I want to also give you here and, and let here so you can re reflect about it. Are you having a hard time because they are not accepting your choice or because they are eating and you cannot eat? Because you need to understand that when you make a, a choice to be healthy, you're not going to go to a restaurant with your friends and they're not going to order the salad and the salmon with you. And maybe they're going to have, you know, make some joking and that's okay. Because again, you made your choice to be healthy. It's not about them. So sometimes we get frustrating because we are the only one who eating health and we want to eat what our friends and family are eating or we are want to drinking and going crazy and, and we felt like oh I can't though so they shouldn't don't go that way mm -hmm. remember when you make the decision to have a health lifestyle you're gonna need to make your choice okay today I'm gonna have a little bit more fun but tomorrow back on track you know Andrea is another case because she's a bodybuilder but let's let's talk about me my husband, he can eat whatever he wants. He's, he has an amazing physique. So it's hard for him to get weight. And I cannot step up with him and eat everything that he does. I feel fierce sometimes because he can eat the chocolate I cannot, you know. But it's my decision. I cannot ask him, like, don't bring it home because it's not fair. Wasn't he who, who made the decision? I need to have my mind strong enough to say, like, no, babe, I don't want thank you. That is one thing. The wrong is when you made the decision and they try to force you to give it up about your goals. That is when it's wrong. So when you are going through this adaptation phase, let's say, because for you, you already find the way that you survive in your, you know, your friend circle without you feel like you want to die. Right. Because at the beginning, it's what, I did, the way that yeah, you feel. I did feel like I wanted to die at the beginning. Yeah, it was so hard. So we need to think about this as well, because again, you cannot force our partner, our friends, our parents, nobody to make the same choice that we even we think that is the best for them. It's not the way that works. And once you realize that it's not because they are eating that you need to eat, no, you don't want it. You want to have a six pack. You want to lose 10 pounds. Whatever you want to that moment is not it and that's okay. So I just want to bring out that because sometimes we are just putting the fingers to the others and we forget we have four fingers point to us. Right. So that means we need to watch out also the way that we see the situation. Yeah, I totally agree. 
And, uh, and just like anything, the more that you make these decisions to either continue on your goals and make those healthy decisions, despite what everybody else is doing or what they say, or the more that you decide to like not engage in the food that they're all eating, even though you really want to, but you're not doing it because you have goals, the easier it becomes just like anything over time, it just becomes the norm. And so we just encourage you to like stick, stick with it and, uh, communicate your goals with your family and friends if you want to. And if you don't, and you just want to do your own thing, whether they accept it or not, like that's okay too. Like it just, you got to find what works for you in the situation, but don't, like Anna said, expect anybody to change or pursue the same goals that you have because there are 7.5 billion people in this world and everybody's different, you know? Yeah. And you know, if you be like, is strong enough to keep on your goal, on your way, you're going to end up bringing one, two friends to, you know. You'll inspire your, them. Yeah, you're going to inspire them without you need to do anything. Just by doing your part for yourself. Exactly. Great point. Yeah. Hey. Awesome. Well, that was fun. I that's Those are all the questions that we have. We enjoyed it so much and we loved getting all the questions from you guys. So if we didn't answer your question today's episode, it will be on a future episode. If you are watching this and you have any questions that you'd like to ask, put them in the in the comments below if you're on YouTube or send us a DM on Instagram at Behind the Bod and we will make sure we get those answered. But it's fun. It's great to hear from you guys and what you want to know. And I hope it was helpful just to hear our perspectives and Yes. And again, we sometimes one topic became like 10, but I think it's the way that we actually want to be. We want to be real. We don't want to bring something like prepared, be robotic. No, it's our perspective is the way that we talk when we don't have a camera. And we just want to bring the conversation, maybe open up, help to open up a little bit your mind, helping open up our mind as well, because I was uh, telling you, it has been a therapy for myself <laughs> sometime. It is so good to see that, you know, the informations I learn every time that I sit here to record it for you guys. So I hope you guys enjoy the way that we put the informations together. And we pretend to do this Q&A many more times. So just interact with us, send to us on the Instagram, here on the YouTube. Make sure you're going to subscribe and like. <laughs> <laughs> if you and haven't already. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Well, with that, thank you guys so much for tuning in today. And we will talk to you next time on the next episode of Behind the Body. Bye. Thanks for listening to Behind the Body, the podcast that's all about helping women prioritize their health and wellness. Remember, small steps can lead to big results and progress, not perfection, is the goal. If you enjoyed today's episode, please like, subscribe, and share with a friend. You can also follow us on Instagram and YouTube and let us know what topics you want us to cover next. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you next time on Behind the Body.